Every year in Saudi Arabia, as the time of the pilgrimage to Makkah nears, thousands of people from the city and around the country gather to volunteer for Hajj. As Muslims flock to the holy city to complete one of the essential requirements of their faith, a task force of thousands of Saudis are deployed to see to their needs. This is Beyond the Headlines. I'm your host, Aisha Khan, and this week we're looking at the Saudis who put their lives on hold to volunteer at Hajj. Before we start, please make sure to subscribe to Beyond the Headlines to get the latest episodes. Uh, I remember when I was a child, we were over and over told that these are guests of Allah, you have to serve them, you have to offer them the best hospitality you can give them. For instance, these hajjij would stay over at my grandparents. My grandfather would always tell me, don't enter the lift first till they enter first. Don't use the stairs till they use the stairs first. If we're cooking some something, he would force me to take of whatever we cooked and offer something for them. That is Bilkis Basalom, a journalist for The National who grew up in Makkah, talking about her childhood. Before the time of large hotels that now cater for the pilgrims, Local residents of the holy city would open up their homes and host the multitude of Muslims who would arrive every year. Now that time has gone, but the people of Saudi Arabia still have a strong sense of being hosts to the pilgrims that come to Mecca for Hajj. Musab Barker is a final year medical student and has been volunteering since 2015 when he was in high school. It's actually one of the forms of uh, giving back to the community. So the community we live in is uh, one of the communities that uh, want to help a lot, and uh, especially for uh, foreigners when they come to do practice their religion. So in our religion, we have to um, give back and just to get some payback from God because these guests, these pilgrims are here to practice their religion. They are the guests of God. They are guests of this holy uh, mosque and holy um, uh, place. It's a form of generosity, yes, and it gives us spiritual spiritual. This generosity is considered both a duty to the guests of Allah who come to Hajj, but also an opportunity to reap spiritual rewards. This draws in many people eager to participate from across Saudi Arabia. So volunteering and volunteering areas are diverse across the country. So all Saudi forces and volunteers, they aim to serve our guests during this uh, holy month. So um, one of the areas is uh, from the ports and airports. For example, Mecca, Medina, uh, Riyadh, Taif, uh, and uh, the Haramain train stations also. They have volunteers all across these uh, cities. Also from uh, airports at Jeddah, Taif, Medina, and Riyadh airports. So volunteers uh, volunteer there to receive and welcome pilgrims and uh, until they reach uh, Mecca. And even in Mecca itself, they have uh, volunteers there that provide guidance, directions, leading translations in these holy sites, Mina, Muzdalifa, Arafat, the holy mosque, and uh, the, holy, the two holy mosques in Mecca and Medina. So they, it's all across the country. And some people travel all the way. And some of my friends are from the eastern uh, province, and they come just to Mecca or the, the western province just to serve uh, uh, pilgrims. Volunteers come from the 13 provinces across the kingdom. Many come with official groups and organisations like the Red Crescent or Boy Scouts associations, as well as individual people who just want to help. As Belkis's story from her childhood shows, there is a long tradition of people helping, hosting and making the pilgrims' visit to Saudi as easy as possible for the very challenging journey of Hajj. 
Moad bin Najifa is a law graduate and works for Messenger of Peace, a scout program committed to making the world a more peaceful place. He thinks volunteering for Hajj contributes to Saudi's cultural heritage. It's it's actually have uh, um, this in the mentality of, of like Saudis around the country that they this is the the main thing. This is like the main stages that you do perform. If you're good at something, you should do it at Hajj because it's that this kind of experience that you're serving um, the holy places and serving uh, Muslim from around the world. Although the idea of volunteering is one of a selfless and spiritual act, volunteers do gain from the experience. For Masab, it is a very practical set of skills. Interacting with people uh, with, from different uh, cultures, different uh, languages, uh, uh, teaches you a lot in life, how to deal with, uh, how to work with stress, how to work under stress, how to work uh, with different people from different languages and different cultures. And uh, that gives you a good experience in life. For Muad, the impact of volunteering has had a very profound effect on him. He too began volunteering when he was in high school. Uh, I was um, ready, just the idea of I want to do some volunteering in, in uh, the holy place of Mecca and also sharing this kind of new experience. I have no idea how it's going to go, but it was very important to me to have this kind of experience. And I thought it's only going to be for one year or like uh, a one-time experience. And it turned out to be um, a lifetime experience. It's the holy place of Mecca. So uh, uh, every time when I go there for this uh, six years that I've been participating in Al-Hajj or being volunteering in Al-Hajj, uh, it was always have this kind of uh, spiritual feeling. And I remember exactly like one day, because like as a volunteer, we came before the pilgrim uh, joined or came to Mecca or came to Mina. So uh, we had this this night where like Mina is empty and nobody in there, just the volunteers and, you know, the government official, they're trying to organize before the pilgrim arrived. And just one day, you woke up and the next day on all people, uh, all people around you, it's a full place. They're cheering, they're reading, they're saying uh, Allahu Akbar, they're saying uh, uh, their prayers uh, while walking. So it's like this uh, going from this quiet place into the place where it's full of people and they're performing this. It has this unique feeling seeing that and seeing Muslims from around the world having this uh, experience. So it's it's very fulfilling when it comes to spiritual level. And also, uh, you know that you'll uh, help something that uh, uh, mean to you as a Muslim. Uh, it, it's totally changed my life about like peace building. It changed my life about global citizenship in, in those uh, areas. I'm not related to to uh, law at, the, at this moment, but like uh, it, it's totally changed my life. Volunteering and scouting and being part of that movement and also having those kind of experiences during the Hajj and those kind of huge moments in my life has shifted everything to another direction. Volunteers are required to help with a wide range of duties. All kinds of skills can come in handy. Medical students, teachers, people who speak different languages can all contribute, as well as anyone who is willing and able. Muad tells us one experience which really stuck with him. What I do during Al-Hajj, we have those uh, what are called uh, the guide uh, centers, which is uh, mainly for the scouts when they join uh, uh, Mina or Arafat, they will be in the, uh, the guide center. So what you do, it's host people who lost their camp, lost their family members, or lost anything during uh, Al-Hajj, and they ask me that they need, uh, need help in that. Uh, so sometimes it got difficult because like, it will be the, lang- the barrier of la- language, and some people didn't speak English or Arabic, or they are speaking their native language. So uh, it sometimes it got difficult, but we manage that like with the uh, information that we get for them. 
But I remember like this one time, and it was one of the first days that I experienced uh, volunteering. It was in the first year that I uh, go to Mecca for volunteering. Uh, we stayed the whole night for uh, a lady. She was uh, she was from Bangladesh, and she speaks a little bit of English, but you can tell that she's frightened, and you can tell that she's cared about something. She tried to explain it at first, and we had help some one of one of the volunteers that he speak uh, the same language as her. And he told us that she lost her uh, her son. So we stayed the whole night trying to explain this kind of um, idea of how we can get, bring her son to her and and uh, reunite the family. And I can I can see that that she's scared because she doesn't know anybody in here, and she's scared because she she lost her son, and she's also frightened if she cannot continue Hajj because as you know, like Hajj, it has a certain time that you have to do everything. So mixed feelings and a lot of things that pressure her, and you can see how frightened she is. And I remember like when it came around like 5, 5 a.m. Uh, uh, in the morning where uh, we got this call from one of the center that they found the son and he's like in the children's center. And we didn't tell her because we need to double check because we didn't give her that kind of hope until we make sure. And they broke him by car. This is the most beautiful moment I've seen in my life. When she saw her son, she just jumped after she's tired. She cannot walk uh, after all of that. She just jumped and, and hugged him. And what was to me different after we've done with that i thought this is a great achievement that we did guys and this is a huge moment it was but the problem was because that's like it's just a simple thing that's been done every single day so uh, most of the volunteer experience stuff like this every single day so it has its own feel, feeling and it has its own something and you're not asking for rewarding you're not asking for uh, money out of it you're just doing that to help people so it was a fulfilling feeling and I cannot take out this memory out of my head. Since the beginning of the pandemic, the number of people attending Hajj has dropped significantly due to COVID-19 restrictions. In a normal year, there are over 2 million pilgrims, but for the last two years, the numbers have been greatly reduced. In 2021, only 60,000 Muslims from within the kingdom were able to attend. Volunteers look forward to resuming their duties. For Musab, this is the second year he will not be able to attend as a volunteer. I didn't find any opportunities, although I have applied ahead of time, but I just told it just goes through a strict uh, differentiation process. But those who are given the opportunity to help stop whatever they are doing, put their lives on hold to come to Makkah. Still, I have a lot of friends and I have a lot of people that I know that are part- participating at the moment. And one of my friends is actually an engineer and he has a workshop but he, he like closed it at the moment and he's now volunteering. Some of my friends and a lot of people that I know, they like stop there what you're doing and they go volunteer or work. But uh, volunteering is more common. Musab is looking forward to returning to his usual annual schedule. Of course, yes, definitely. I'm actually feeling empty now. Like it, it feels strange. It feels weird for a year uh, for a hajj and I, I'm not uh, volunteering. It just feels odd. It feels Although Muath is very eager to return to his volunteering duties, he understands that he must wait until the coronavirus is no longer a threat. It's something that I will always be proud of and something that will give me the uh, uh, the hope that I'm going to be part of this every single year and uh, serving in, in, in the holy places. Because like, you know, you know that it's different and you know it's very important when you like see people from around the world having the chance to go and, and they build, 
they will plan for this trip for Hajj for, for their whole life. So it's my job to make it easier for them. And it's uh, our job to make it uh, easier for them because like, it's, it's like one time opportunity for a lot of people because like it's the holy side and people want to experience that. And while the volunteers wait for things in Saudi Arabia to return to normal, Muat says he believes the lessons they learned during the Hajj have the potential to change the world. You know that you you can be part of uh, uh, of something bigger than you, who you are, and you can change something in this world by doing something small. It doesn't have to be that you're going to be this leader in this world, or you're going to be this great person who's going to achieve a lot of things in his life and and change the whole world for it. A small action can change this world. This is this is what I learned from from, from having uh, that. Uh, I saw a lot of people who have been scouted uh, uh, all over the world having this uh, experience and having those kind of experience uh, uh, by doing the small things and it changed something in their community and their life. So this is what I what I learned and, and this is what I'm trying to do getting back to my country, Saudi Arabia, after experience in international scouting in general, uh, uh, that I can I can do something and I can change something in, in, uh, in my community by doing small actions. You've been listening to Beyond the Headlines. I've been your host, Aisha Khan. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you have time to leave a review, we would love to know what you think. Thanks this week to Muat bin Najafa and Musab Barker. This week's episode was produced by Arthur Edison, with additional assistance from Balkis Vassalong and Taylor Heyman. <laughs>